1: Hello, everybody. This is the Dennis Prager Show. I'm Dennis Prager. Great to be with you. I begin with a story out of Iowa, probably few of you are familiar with, or don't expect you to be. So to speak, that is my job. So here's the story. Daily Mail, two Iowa teens charged with murdering their high school Spanish teacher, surveilled her, ambushed her on her daily walk, dragged her into the woods where they killed her before returning to hide her lifeless body. Willard Noble Chaden Miller and Jeremy Everett Goodale, both 16, are charged with killing be murdering. Their Spanish teacher, Nohema Graber, 66, in Fairfield, Iowa. No motive has been revealed for the grisly slaying. Now prosecutors say the teens stalked Graber and surveilled her pattern of life, say they ambushed her on her daily walk and dragged her into the woods. Boys were accused of returning to the murder scene to hide the teacher's body. Body was found under a wheelbarrow. Miller and Goodale are being held on $1 million bond each and have pleaded not guilty. Well, if you read more of the article, oh, look at that. Pictures of these uh, two monsters are up. I have two. Uh, this was premeditated. They beat her in the head, with a, they cracked her skull. And that's how she died—a horrific death. Uh, I, how such scum are produced is a, is a very interesting question, and God knows better than most people how that happens. If the parents of these two boys are decent people, my heart breaks for them. But there are so many questions we all have, obviously. But. So there are two questions that I want to deal with. Should they be executed if you believe in capital punishment? And what age do you believe? I believe in capital punishment. I actually, I'm inclined, I don't have a definitive position, I'm inclined to believe they should be executed at 16 years of age you know that murder is wrong. Or is that fair to say? Do you know any 16 year old who doesn't know that? No. The other is this. So listen to uh, the listen to what I will read to you from the Daily Mail. After they were charred Graber's son and daughter both took to social media to say they forgive their mother's alleged killers. As I understand, this is the son, Christian, aptly named, since I presume it's Christianity that impels him to do this. As I understand, it was pre-attempted murder. Hmm. Pre-attempted?
0: Yeah, just, he meant to say
1: pre-attempted. I know. All right premeditated murder by two students I forgive them and feel sorry that they had the anger that anger in their hearts there's no point in being angry at them we should hope that they can find peace in their lives my mother was an angel of a woman one of the kindest souls hmm what do you think of that this is what the other uh, other sibling, I guess was it was also a boy, said this to the two teenagers that so cruelly took her life. It's a it's a sister. It is clear that they need more love and light in their hearts. But I agree with my oldest brother Christian all we can do is forgive. Mm-hmm. So they forgave a day after they learned that her mother had been beaten to death for no reason. What do you think, my friends? You think it's noble? You think it's the Christian thing to do? In the 1990s, I wrote an article a an op-ed piece for the Wall Street Journal. Can you dig that up? Uh, I guess Dennis Prager, Wall Street Journal, forgive. I think that's how I would search. That happened, uh, a school kid murdered other kids, and other kids hung out signs from their rooms, we forgive you, and then whatever his name was. Hmm. It's so sad they had so much anger in their hearts. They need more love and light in their hearts. I think they probably I think society would do better. But I again, I I I'm not certain. I'm inclined, this is an important distinction, to think is, uh, the world would be a better place if they were executed. Is this the one you, you got it up here? Okay. Let's see here. Wall Street Journal articles. The Sin of Forgiveness by Dennis Prager. That was fast. December 15th, oh my God, almost exactly, let's see, 1997, 3 and 21, 24 years ago. This is what I wrote in the Wall Street Journal. The bodies of the three teenage girls murdered by a fellow student at Heath High School in West Paducah, Kentucky, were not yet cold. Before the students of the Christian prayer group that was shot, that was shot at, announced, "We forgive you, Mike, referring to Michael Carneal, fourteen, the murderer. Oh, he shot. Uh, he murdered students in a Christian prayer group. This immediate and automatic forgiveness of a murderer is not surprising. Over the past generation, the idea that a central message of Christianity. Is to forgive everyone who commits evil against anyone, no matter how great and cruel, and whether or not the evildoer repents, has been adopted by much of Christendom. The number of examples is almost as large as the number of haters' crimes. But one other recent example stands out. In August, the pastor at a Martha's Vineyard church service attended by the vacationing President Clinton announced, It was the duty of all Christians to forgive Timothy McVeigh, the murderer of 168 Americans. I invite you to look at a picture of Timothy McVeigh, and then forgive him. The Reverend John Miller said in his sermon, I have, and I ask you to do so. The pastor acknowledged, considering what he did, that may be a formidable task, but it is the one that we as Christians, are asked to do though i am a jew i believe that a vibrant christianity is essential to america's is essential if america's moral decline is to be reversed and that despite theological differences there is indeed a judeo-christian value system that has served as the bedrock of american civilization for these reasons i am appalled and frightened by this feel good doctrine of automatic forgiveness. This doctrine undermines the moral foundations of American civilization because it advances the amoral notion that no matter how much you hurt other people, millions of your fellow citizens will immediately forgive you. This doctrine destroys Christianity's central moral tenets about forgiveness. That forgiveness, even by God, is contingent On the sinner repenting and that it can only be given if by this to the sinner by the one against whom he sinned 1-8 Prager 776 amazing I hate these two monsters more than the children of the woman murdered we'll be back 800 Continue with the article I wrote in 1997 in the Wall Street Journal. When a kid in a, high, in a high school murdered three kids in a Christian prayer group, and many of the kids hung out signs, we forgive you, the same day or the next day. And I'm reading it to you because... It, it's in today's Daily Mail. They captured two high school kids, 16 years of age, f- did a thrill murder bashing the head in of their Spanish teacher. And the son and the daughter of the teacher have forgiven them, want them to have love in their lives. I'm more inclined toward their execution. I continue the article. this doctrine destroys Christianity's central moral tenets about forgiveness that forgiveness, even by God, is contingent on the sinner repenting, and that it could only be given by the to the sinner by the one against whom he sinned. These tenets are unambiguously affirmed in luke seventeen three to four And if your brother sins against you, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if seven times of the day he sins against you, and seven times of the day turns to you saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. This flies in the face of what poses or passes for Christianity these days. The Declaration often repeated that It is a Christian's duty to forgive just as Jesus forgave those who crucified him. Of course, Jesus asked God to forgive those who crucified him. Jesus never asked God to forgive those who had crucified thousands of other innocent people, presumably because he recognized that no one has the moral right to forgive evil done to others. You and I have no right, religiously or morally, to forgive Timothy McVeigh or Michael Carneal. Only those they sinned against have that right, and those they murdered are dead and therefore cannot forgive them. Indeed, that is why I believe that humans cannot forgive a murderer. If we are automatically forgiven no matter what we do, even if we do not repent, why repent? They have actually, the son and daughter of this woman, I'm obviously veering from my article, have deprived these monsters of the ability to repent. Right? You're forgiven. If a baseball player gets up at home plate and it's declared that he's hit a home run without his swinging, why should he swing? Is it absurd what I just said? Of course. So too it's absurd to forgive murderers who don't repent. When confronted with uh, uh whoa, those who forgive all evil done to others have substituted themselves for God. When confronted with such arguments, some callers to my radio show offered another defense. The students were not forgiving Carnel for murdering three students. They were forgiving him for the pain they caused him. He caused them. All right, I'll continue uh I'll continue now with your calls again two Iowa students just uh, just, what's the word arrested I guess it happened last month their Spanish teacher had her head bashed in it, it seems to be a thrill murder because of the rampant boredom in our secular society Secular societies produce boredom. Secularism plus boredom equals leftism. I'm not saying these kids are leftists, but I just want you to know those are the roots of leftism. Secularism and boredom. There is no meaning in life. There is no God, no religion. So I join a cause to fill the emptiness of my days. All right, let's go to James in Burbank, California. Hello, James.
3: Hey, Dennis, good morning. I understand your overall theme of exactly what you're saying, but why would you have an opinion on a family that their parents were murdered, and if, if they invited that guy that night to their house for dinner and wanted him to spend the night, that's them. That's their, their parents were murdered. That's what it takes them to forgive without them asking for forgiveness. Like I said, the theme of what you're saying, I understand, but... You should have zero opinion on what this family does to forgive this, because they're going to have to live with this horror for their whole life, and you shouldn't have any opinion on on this. Yeah, this particular. Uh, all this
1: right. Situation. Should I have an opinion on a gen, uh, in a general way? That no, you f- that's
3: what I said. I, generally, yes. I, I understand what you're saying in so a general.
1: I, way. I, all right. So so wait, wait. Hold on. So I, I hear you. So I I shouldn't apply the general position. To a specific instance,
3: you 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 shouldn't voice a public opinion on it because if if, let's just say these people are listening to your show and they hear that and they think how can this guy have an opinion on what it's going to take for me to wake up in the morning or for me to he shouldn't I mean if me and you were having a beer tonight or whatever and
1: you want um, all right what if uh, what if they raise the money for the bail to let them out can I have an opinion on that.
3: Um, I, I. I mean, you put me on the spot right now, my my instinct is going to say no, just because it's it's their parents. It's they're the ones that have to live with live live with it.
1: No, I have to live with it too. I I'm not I'm not in pain the way the children are, but I'm in pain. I bet you are too.
3: Oh no, it makes I, I can't I can't believe that these people would would, would say that. I I'm mean, I'm saying now with with, with my mom still, I, if that happened to me would I forgive that person right away and I'm a Christian? Probably not. But I'm not gonna judge or, or think or, or judge them for they have to wake up in the morning if that's what right. it is for them.
1: Uh, okay. I I all right, I hear you. all right, you're repeating your point, you said it well. Uh, I'm judging not them, I'm judging what they did. You New- Watch the show at the Salem News Channel, by the way, and many other things. And they're adding major, major podcasts, broadcasts over over the course of the next month. I will be in a beautiful studio, for example. Two sixteen-year-olds were just apprehended. They followed their Spanish teacher, sixty-six-year-old woman, for some time to know her route kidnapped her beat her to death i don't know with what A baseball bat i don't know rocks and the son and daughter went on social media to announce they forgive her they forgive him and i think it's profoundly wrong. It renders repentance irrelevant, stupid, superfluous. You use any word you want. The last caller asked why I would offer an opinion on it. This is what they're they're doing. I'm doing it because they went public with it. You go public, then the public has a right to react. That's it. You you offer your opinion, and if they, if I found out from a cousin that they forgave, I wouldn't talk about this. They went public with it. Wow. In Orem, Utah, Ivan. Hello,
3: Dennis. Can you hear me?
1: I do. I can.
3: I want you to know. I appreciate uh, your insight.
1: Thank you. I do
3: want to mention that uh, peace is something that I want in my life. And unless I forgive people, there's very little chance I'll have peace. You know, it's like uh, if I were to drink a glass of poison and expect the other person to die, in this case, those two kids, that's not going to bring me peace.
1: Uh, Let me ask you, so let me ask you, uh, do you agree that they are, do you forgive them?
3: I would forgive them on a personal level, but that does not absolve them from their social responsibility to be accountable. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't know why forgiving murderers, especially those who don't repent, brings you peace. I have tremendous inner peace. And I would have more inner peace if most murderers were executed. It would mean I lived in a society that hated murder. I You're have not, less peace a, because these people are allowed to live. I'm talking about premeditated murder, where there's no shred of yeah. doubt, etc. Anyway, it's yeah, a, it, I, gotta, I gotta let you go for time, but thank you. I, I, it's an interesting question, what brings you inner peace? My aim in life has been to achieve inner peace. And I achieve inner peace in large measure by fighting evil. That's right. Not forgiving it. Because people get peace in different ways, eh? Okay. Brent in Minneapolis. Hello. A particularly yeah, sick city. Hi. Did the be in touch with you here. I,
4: I, I guess I'm commenting on the, uh, the the last two comments in conjunction with uh, just the content. Uh, I, I I think both comments uh, that have been offered already have, like you stated, has has been emphasized on the what gives them peace component. And I think the problem with that when you're dealing with Christ- biblical Christianity is that we as Christians are under a a moral high ground of of god's god's word to provide for us um what should give us peace and what should give us peace is what god says is is what what is right and what is wrong and so if we're if we're doing what gives us peace outside of what god has said is right and wrong then it's it's not coming from god himself the peace that we're getting is a subjective piece, and we can really um, we can get that from anywhere. So, what what binds us, or what? Right.
1: Uh, I I agree with you. Anyway, the morality and uh, what brings you inner peace—they may conflict. More, God's moral demands, if we want to use God, and I do. Hi everybody, this is a subject that I would say my audience is split, maybe 50-50. It's an example of how, in my opinion, the 1960s have affected religious people, more than religious people have affected society. This is a 60s doctrine. It's not a Christian doctrine. You murder my mother, I forgive you. You don't repent, I forgive you. We should all forgive Timothy McVeigh. How many people did he kill? I read it before. 187, something like that. The guy never repented. And even if he did, it's not my business. What does it mean? I, forg- I forgive you. I don't even understand that. I forgive you, Timothy McVeigh. You blew up a building in Oklahoma City intentionally to murder as many people as possible. And I forgive you. What does that teach kids? What does that do to the the principles of fighting evil? Did soldiers in Normandy go, I forgive the Nazis, but I'm going to storm Normandy Beach anyway? Would you have liked them to have that attitude? Even even wear a sign. We forgive you while shooting them. Makes forgiveness absurd, morally absurd. Let's see here. Joe in L.A., what gives you the authority to critique Christians? I, I, is there any group that is not critiquable? Anyway, I've brought more people to Christianity in my life than any living single person, in my opinion. Can't prove it, but I'm sure of it. Uh, let's see here. Yep. Yeah. Lauren, Springfield, Missouri. Hello. Hi. Hi.
2: I was wanting to comment on the forgiveness aspect, and uh, I just think that as Jesus forgave, we should forgive others as well to be more like Him.
1: He forgave those. I'm no theologian. Oh, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. I'm no
2: theologian or anything. Uh,
1: yeah. but, I am a theologian, uh, but it, but it, it, it's irrelevant. I don't pull rank, and it, you're you're a thinking person. So he forgave those what? who crucified him. Did, yes. did did he go around forgiving people who did horrible things to others? No. Okay, so. so well, what? I
2: take that back. He didn't go to them and say that he forgave them, but if they ask for forgiveness, they will.
1: Well, these kids didn't now, ask the for man forgiveness. On the cross these kids him have, didn't
2: the, ask for forgiveness either. Right.
1: Right. But they didn't, they didn't, that was a big part of my point. Timothy McVeigh never asked for forgiveness. These two kids are pleading not guilty. They have nothing to repent for.
2: But the brother and, I'm sorry, the daughter and son have forgiven.
1: Right, but but you said... They
2: don't want to hold contempt in their heart.
1: They don't want to hold what in their heart? Contempt? Contempt. Why not?
2: What does it good what good does it do? It
1: establishes they moral foundations.
2: Mourn, they can still mourn the loss of their Yeah, well mother. they would mourn but, the
1: loss of their mother if she if she had a heart attack.
2: True. And the, they could be angry at God for allowing that to happen. All
1: right, that's well. And they can't be angry at humans for doing it? God didn't give her a heart attack. At worst God allowed it. But these kids didn't allow her to be murdered. They murdered her. And who are you or anybody, any of us, to forgive this, 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 these kids? We're not related to the crime. We don't have to forgive the crime. Mm-hmm. Are you? So you're comfortable with saying, I forgive these two kids, even though they are not penitent? Yes. Well, all right.
2: There have been people who have done ill in my life. Um, my, my stepdad cheated on my mom, and, and I have forgiven him. He knows it. We are not in each other's lives. I don't forgive his actions, but I am not going to walk around with a bitter pill in my mouth over
1: it. I agree with you. I think that's very important to do that. I don't compare what your stepdad or your dad did to what these kids did. It's true adultery isn't the Ten Commandments, but God isn't an idiot. He knows that they're not all the same. Violating the Sabbath and mass murder are not the same sin. These are ten basic principles of life, but they're not all equal in their violation. I've long said that the most controversial book I could write would be titled, God Has Common Sense. The way God is often depicted, he doesn't. It's interesting what gives people inner peace. I am at peace with hating these kids. Okay? I would not be at peace for loving these kids just for the record. Gives people different peace. And I'll tell you why. Because I'd be fooling myself. The human reaction to what these kids did is not, hey, I love you and I forgive you. That's a forced reaction. So I'm not sure why that gives inner peace. I am at peace. Knowing that there are moral foundations of the world and... If I love good people, what should I do with evil people? Love them equally? Well, we're back to my old problem of unconditional love. That means love is the only thing in life removed from moral categories. Everything has right and wrong except love. It's always right. That doesn't give me peace. All right, we continue. I'm Dennis Prager.
0: The Dennis Prager Show.
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. To we'll do this for three hours. Just reported two 16-year-old Iowa students tracked the routes taken by their Spanish teacher, a 66-year-old woman, planning to simply beat her to death, which is what they did. And they're arrested now, and in the article, it is noted that the son and daughter, I presume they're in their 30s, let's say, have announced that they forgive the murderers. And I find that immoral. They didn't even repent. They're pleading not guilty. Even if they repented, I don't know that it's in... I don't know how I... Oh, I, well look, I'll, I'll be very clear. I can't forgive what you do to somebody else. The victim of what you did is the person who can forgive you. It's chutzpah for me to forgive you for for what you did to somebody else. Let me, let me summarize your calls because I... Uh, I, I, at least I want to get your thoughts. Dan in uh, Minnesota, I completely agree with you. To forgive them is to enable them. Vincent in Louisville, Kentucky. They cannot forgive the murder. We don't know what they are forgiving. Well, they're forgiving presumably the murder chris in portland oregon i think her kids are saying i'm not letting this destroy my life hmm. so then it's a selfish pursuit what brings me less anger and more peace not is it right does it make me feel better is the operative element Anyway, it wouldn't make me feel better. I can, I can, uh, what is it, chew gum and walk at the same time? I can harbor anger at despicable human beings and continue my life. I do. I harbor anger at despicable human beings, and I'm a happy guy. It's what Charles in Irvine, California says. It's a selfish pursuit. Your inner peace doesn't make the world a better place. I mean, it depends at what price you get inner peace. I think inner peace is critical. I have more inner peace being angry at the murderers than forgiving them. Okay? Because I, I love a world in which moral foundations actually exist. People need to think about this. Okay, all, we continue. I'm Dennis Prager.